Mindset Mentor is proudly sponsored by Amica Insurance. Amica Insurance is all about empathy. They know your auto, home, and life insurance are more than just policies. Home insurance is about protecting the life you've built. Auto insurance is about protecting you on the road ahead. That's why Amica takes a consultative approach to help protect what matters most to you. They're a customer-owned insurance company that puts your needs first, and their representatives are available 24-7 for claim-related matters. As Amika says, empathy is our best policy. Welcome to today's episode of the Mindset Mentor Podcast, the number one mindset podcast in the entire world. I am your host, Rob Dial. If you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another podcast episode. And if you're out there and you live in the United States or Canada and you want to get motivational, inspirational text messages and videos from me to your phone, text me right now, 512-580-9305. Once again, 512-580-9305. Today, we're going to be talking all about stress. We're going to talk about how stress works in your life, what stress is, how to relieve yourself from stress, how to manage the stress, but also the different types of stress. Um, one thing that I think most people listening are probably not aware of as of yet is that not all stress is created the same. Not all stress is the same type of stress. And when you zoom out and you look at stress, there's actually three different types of stress that exist in your life. And so there's, there's one type of stress that's called eustress, uh, and I'll dive into that. There's another type of stress that is called hypostress, and then there's another type of stress that is called hyperstress. And so when we look at stress, before we dive in and, and talk about each one, let's talk about stress just in general. Um, when I look at something that I've heard before, like anxiety or depression or stress, we've all heard these words. They're omnipresent. We've, you know, hear them all the time, multiple times a day, probably, right? But do you really zoom out and say, like, what is this thing, though? So when we look at stress, is it the same as anxiety? Is it the same as depression? Are they different? What's the difference between them? And so stress, when you look at the definition, is a physiological and psychological response to things and situations that upset our personal balance in some sort of way. This is an important piece. They upset, stress upsets our personal balance. You know, will we will we go out of balance and be stressed sometimes? Yes, but will we be unstressed sometimes? We should be. Sometimes we're just in chronic stress, though. That's not balance. And so stress, the first thing I want to say and bring in and for you to understand is stress is not bad. It's not. The reason why we have it is because it's natural to the human body. It kept our species alive and it has a lot of benefit to it. But whenever it starts to get out of control and it becomes chronic stress, then it becomes a problem. And so when you see the different types of stress, you're going to see, oh, yeah, now I can see why stress is actually a good thing in my life. But if I feel stress from the moment I wake up till the moment I go to bed, it's out of control. And that comes from you and you alone. It doesn't come from your external circumstances. It doesn't come from anything else. It comes from you. It comes from your mindset. It comes from the way that you're looking at your life. And so if you feel like you're too stressed, you've got to take ownership of it and say, okay, it is out of control, but I'm the one who let it get out of control. I'm going to be the one that puts it back in its cage. And so when we're faced with some, some sort of challenge or some sort of threat, our bodies prepare to respond. And this, is, this response can be physical, it can be mental, it can be emotional. But when we're, we're faced with some sort of threat, our bodies click on and say, hey, we've got to do something about it. Stress is in the brain and it's also in the body as well. And sometimes stress can come from the outside world. 
you know, like let's say for instance, you're, you're going for a hike in this beautiful place. You're out in Alaska and on this hike, you see a bear running at you in the woods. You're not going to have time to sit and think, Hmm, there's a bear coming at me. Is it running at me? Is it running at something near me? Uh, should I run from this? Should I stay? Should I fall? You're not going to have time to think. There's no thinking in that moment. Your body is just going to go into stress mode and it's going to do what it needs to do in order for you to survive, right? The brain, what it does is it sends distress signals to the adrenal glands and, and then what it does is it sends adrenaline and cortisol to get your body ready to go into fight mode, flight mode, whatever it has to do in order to have some sort of response to protect you, right? That's what happens. Okay, something happens, brain, distress signals, adrenal glands, turn on, send adrenaline, send cortisol. And the hormones, you know, then get you ready for fight or flight. And what happens after that is then your heart rate increases, your muscles will tighten, your blood pressure rises so that your blood can get, you know, you can get more blood to different parts of your body. Um, your senses become much sharper and there's an increase in strength that you have usually in stamina. Uh, usually what you have is you have, uh, you know, you're, you're able to uh, catch things quicker. You're able to see things quicker. You're able to take basically the way that we want to think about it is when your, your stress hormones can turn on in these moments, uh, particularly when you have a bear running at you, is it's, it's like when you, whenever you want to slow down and put your phone into slow-mo when you're doing a video, it goes from like 30 frames per second to 120 frames per second. As your brain actually processes a lot quicker when it's in stress modes, which is why it can be used for good. If your brain process is quicker and better, slows down time a little bit, well, obviously you can figure out a way to use that to help you be more productive or to think or be more creative if used it the right way. But, um, you know, your reaction time is sped up. Everything seems to come in quicker and it prepares you for whatever the stressor is to fight it or to flee from it, right? So that's what it looks like if you look at us running from a bear. But when you look at nowadays, like when I say, hey, what are you stressed out about? Majority of people are not going to say bears running at me. Most of our stresses come from our minds nowadays. It's not necessarily what's happening around us and outside of us, but what's happening inside of us is really what's causing most of the stress now. So it's the way that we perceive a situation can determine whether or not it's a stressor. So, you know, like for instance, if you and I walk by a dog and I love dogs, but you were once attacked by dogs, a dog as a kid, it's the exact same thing, but it becomes stressful for you. It does become stressful for me based off of our past, based off of our perception, based off of that. Another example would be, let's say for instance, I love public speaking. I used to hate it, but I've done it so many times. I've got like probably 30,000 hours of public speaking experience at this point. For me, it's like exhilarating. I'm a little bit nervous before, but I get really excited when I'm on stage, after stage, all of that. But public speaking can be terrifying for other people. And so it's the exact same situation, but for one person, it can be exciting. For another person, it can be a stressor. And so that's really how stress works inside of our bodies. And, you know, stress can manifest in many different ways. Uh, it can manifest through excitement. It can also manifest through anxiety, through irritability, through depression. Uh, it can lead us to feeling overwhelmed, moody, agitated, all of that. So really, when you look at it, stress is, is a mechanism that's necessary for the human body. It's necessary for us to survive. But when we start talking about it being in your mind, now let's actually start to work through it and go through the three different types of stresses that exist, okay? The first one is called eustress, and it is EU 
stress. That's how it's spelt. Um, and EU, like EU, basically what it means when you look at it, uh, it's a Greek prefix, which means uh, good. And so EU or eustress basically just means good stress. Uh, it was termed by uh, endocrinologist and uh, he, Hans Selv is his name, in case you're curious. Um, he termed it as this, and uh, eustress can actually be really exciting. It's often short term, but it feels really exciting. Like if you, for instance, let's take out of your normal day today, if you ride a roller coaster, that can be a really stressful event in the body, but it can be a very exciting event for you to go through. Um, it can be riding a roller coaster. It could be the rush of delivering a really great speech. Um, maybe you achieve a personal goal that you've been working towards. Maybe you get done with a really good workout that puts a lot of stress on the body, but releases a lot of endorphins, makes you feel really good. Maybe you'd go and you lift really heavy weight. You hit a personal best. You hit that PR. That's going to make you feel really good. That's you stress, uh, going for a long run. That's you stress. Um, the challenges with growing a business and looking at it and being like, man, this is like a game. This is fun to do. That can be you stress as well. And so it's really the, the good stress because the EU, the U part of it, uh, actually means good. So it's good stress. And this stress, what it does is it enhances motivation, your focus, your energy, and it can turn on parts of the brain that make you more creative, um, give you feelings of hope, um, give you feelings of meaningfulness, vitality, all of that. And so often when you're in this situation, you're going, okay, well, that sounds awesome. I want more good stress in my life. I want more you stress in my life. And that's why I want to talk about this first, because usually when people think stress, they think bad, 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 bad. Not necessarily the case. And it's this one is actually good stress. So how do we create more good stress in our lives? Um, step out of your comfort zone more. Do more things that you've never done before. Um, you feel you stress after you get out of your comfort zone. Do something new. Uh, do something challenging. Push yourself. Even if you don't succeed at that thing with it, with whatever that thing is that it might be, maybe you try to go lift a personal best and you don't succeed at it, you still feel good about the fact that you tried. Um, you know, set some achievable goals. Don't make your goals too low. Um, make them a little bit out of reach, but a little bit outside of your current capacity so that when you do expand yourself out of your comfort zone, involve yourself, and you do get a little bit out and accomplish that goal, whatever it might be, then you feel good about yourself. That is what you stress is. And you stress can be very beneficial for us. And so I wanted to cover that one first because not all stress is bad. Cool. That's the first one, which is you stress. If you want to know the spelling of it, it's EU stress. Uh, the next form is hypostress. Uh, this is actually the stress of understimulation, which is pretty interesting because a lot of times when we think of stress, we think of being overstimulated. Um, but eustress is really good. Hypostress is the understimulation. And it happens when you have too little stimulation. There's not enough challenge in your life. There's not enough activity in your life. Uh, you're hanging out on the couch watching too much Netflix. And what it can lead to is the feelings of, being really restless, being really bored, lack of excitement in your life. And um, when you look at, you know, you stress, it's, it's stimulating to yourself because you're challenging yourself. Hypostress is the exact opposite. It is not enough stimulation. 
you do the same thing every single day. You wake up at the same time, you take a shower, you get dressed, you eat the same thing every day for breakfast, you take the exact same route to work, you go to work, you do the exact same shit you've been doing for seven years, you eat the same thing for lunch, you go home, you take the same route home, you eat the same food, you watch the same TV shows, you go to bed. That is going to cause hypo stress where it's just like there's no, there's no excitement to my life. And that can start to stress you out when you feel like there is no excitement to your life because we are built as humans to be challenged and to grow and to be challenged and to grow. And so if you feel hypo stress, it's because you've been doing the same shit for years. You've got to stop doing the same things. We are built to do different things, to have more experiences, to challenge ourselves, to have more fun. And it's really just a lack of engaging stimuli. Like you're not engaging yourself anymore. You've been doing the same thing for years. And that can start to stress you out because your body is not made to just do the same things over and over. It's meant for experiences, for challenges, to grow. It's like my one of my very first mentors used to always say, you're either green and growing or brown and dying. Hypo stress would be like the brown and dying. You stress would be like the green and growing. And so the thing about hypo stress is it can be the most challenging because it often goes really unrecognized. Uh, it's this intense, overwhelming feeling of being stressed. It's, I'm sorry, it's, it's not an uh, intense, overwhelming feeling of being stressed, but it's kind of like more subtle. The next one I'm going to talk about is the uh, intense, overwhelming feeling of stress. But it's more subtle. It's, it's this nagging sense of being really dissatisfied with your life or restless or man, I'm just sitting on my phone and scrolling all night long and I'm not doing anything or this job is so monotonous and I keep doing the same thing over every single day and the routines that you have don't challenge you anymore. Like you could do most of your routines on autopilot without even thinking anymore. And um, you know, you have, you have really long periods of inactivity, whatever it might be. You're watching the same show for six hours so long that freaking Netflix comes on and says, are you still alive? Are you still here? You know, like that's, that would cause hypo stress and the consequences of, of having hypo stress too long is, is really decreased motivation, um, decreased creativity, uneasiness, lack of drive, lack of excitement for life. A general sense of unhappiness is really what that leads to. Um, and it can also lead to, because there is under stimulation, trying to stimulate yourself in health, unhealthy ways, which could be like, uh, you know, risky behavior. Some people, they go and they want adrenaline pumping things. They drive their car too fast. They got to go skydiving. They got to do something that makes them feel alive again because everything in their normal everyday life makes them feel like they're not alive. They could also be substance abuse, drugs and alcohol, things that make them feel like they're waking up from their normal, boring life. Something to make me feel alive again. So if you feel like you deal with hypostress, do something new. Stop doing the same shit every single day. You were meant to experience life. Try new things. Create a bucket list. Uh, plan a trip somewhere. Work out more often. Get moving. Um, try some new hobbies. Challenge yourself a little bit more. Get out of your comfort zone. Stop doing the same things every single day because that will lead to more stress uh, when you go through the, the hypostress. Cool? So that's hypostress, which is understimulating makes you feel stressed. Now we're going to go into the third one is hyperstress, which is what most people think of when they think of stress. It's too much stress always there all the time. Either in your day-to-day -day life, things are really stressful or in your mind, things are really stressful. And it's really this feeling of being pushed beyond you can, what you can handle and uh, leading to feeling really overwhelmed. And sometimes 
actually a lot of the times, if I'm being honest with you, when I talk to someone who says they're stressed and overwhelmed, it's not that in this moment they have too much going on. It's that they have too much going on in the future and they're trying to think about all 47 things at one time and that feels overwhelming and that feels stressful versus just doing like what the next thing is. And this is what most people think when they think of stress. Physically, it manifests as, as, as exhaustion, headaches, muscle tension. Psychologically, it can you, you know, lead to anxiety, being really irritable, depression. And hyperstress is, um, you know, really, you, you've got a pretty good idea of what it means, but let me give you a couple of examples. It could be, you've got a, a deadline. You've got a couple deadlines coming up at work and you're thinking about all of the stuff that you have and you've got stuff going on at home, personal issues, relationship issues. Um, maybe you're a student and you've got multiple exams coming up next week and you get really stressed about that. It's the feeling of being pulled in too many directions without enough resources to be able to cope through it. Uh, it's too much at work. It's too much at school. It's financial problems and worrying about bills coming up. It's relationship conflicts. And it's not usually just like one or two of these things. It's like all of them stacked on top of each other, like one on top of another, on top of another. And then you're like, holy shit, I've got too many things going on. Right. And a lot of times, once again, it's not anything external. It's that we are thinking about all of these things at one point in time. And we're like, this is too much. Like when I notice that I get, I get stressed out, which, you know, about a month ago when the book was coming out and I was like putting out level up and I had, you know, some, we were at the same exact time we were hiring new people in the company. I was training them, was getting them ramped up. I was also traveling to LA to go do interviews for the podcast and every, you know, we were doing all this launch party, everything. I was starting to get really stressed. And the reason why I was getting so stressed is because I was not because of what I had to do. It was because I was thinking about all of the stuff I had to do over the next two weeks. And that was like one of the most stressful mo like periods in my time in my life was I was just, I had so much going on and it wasn't the things I needed to do. This is what I realized. It wasn't the things that I needed to do that made me stressed. It was that I was thinking about all of the next two weeks right now in this moment. And I can't do all of the next two weeks in this moment. And so a lot of times that's what stress is, is we're thinking about all of the deadlines, all of the things coming up, all of the personal things, all of it at once, when in reality, it's not all happening right at this very second. So how do you manage stress? There's, there's quite a few ways to manage stress. Um, first thing is write it all down on pen and paper, like put out as much as you possibly can, take it out of your head, put it on a piece of paper, because it's on, when it's on paper, it could be planned and you can start to see, okay, this thing that I'm stressing out about is I don't have to worry about it for 10 days. Like, what do I need to do today to make myself feel like I'm chipping away at what's stressing me out? If it's at work and you can delegate stuff, delegate things. If it's in your relationship, have an honest conversation that you've been avoiding because it's stressful, more stressful to, to avoid the conversation and to not have it and have it constantly ruminating your head than it is just to have an honest conversation. You know, everything is figure outable. Figure out how to work through these things that are stressing you out. Other things that, that help a lot is mindfulness practices. I feel like I'm a broken record with how much I've been saying it recently, but breath work helps to calm your nervous system down so that you can you know, calm your nervous system down and then be able to take smarter action, plan better, and be able to get the things done that you need to start chipping away. Regular exercise helps. If you're not exercising enough, that will make you more stressed. And uh, it'll exercise, a good thing about exercise, it teaches you how to get stressed and de-stress and stress and de-stress and stress and de-stress. So regular exercise is really important. Um, making sure that you get enough sleep is really important. Make sure that you're hydrated enough. There's so few people drink enough water, right? Like just drink more water. And so when it's when it feels like you're in hyper stress, the important thing that I always recommend, it's usually in your head 
put it on a piece of paper, plan it out, get better with time management, and actually just start chipping away the things that you need to. Use some mindfulness, use some meditation, some breath work, exercise enough, get the sleep, everything that you need to do, and realize you can only do one thing at a time. So what is the thing that you need to do right now? So those are the uh, the different forms of stress. There's the good stress. There's two forms of bad stress, I guess you could say. There's not enough stimulation. There's overstimulation. Once again, it is about the balance in between those. Not to be understimulated, not to be overstimulated, but how do you balance yourself to make sure that you get the right form of stimulation? And you're also challenging yourself and growing as well. So that's what I got for you for today's episode. If you love this episode, please share it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it, Rob Dial Jr., R-O-B-D-I-A-L-J-R. And uh, once again, if you want to be part of my inspirational text message thread, all you have to do is text me right now, 512-580-9305. Once again, 512-580-9305. And with that, I'm going to leave you the same way I leave you every single episode. Make it your mission, make somebody else's day better. I appreciate you, and I hope that you have an amazing day.